Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. If you've been in business for a minute, do you have a plan for profit that won't lead to burnout? I'm sure that you have goals, but what about the big picture view of what'll take to reach them without working yourself into exhaustion? Because that is a different story. One reason having a successful business can be so tricky is that once we finally start getting clients, new problems start to pop up because now you're juggling working on your business while also having to work in it. And it's really easy to lose track of how you can keep all the plates spinning while trying to hit higher revenue months. So usually what ends up happening is you try to create new offers to bring in more money, but then you're super busy creating, promoting, and delivering them, or you're extending your working hours into your personal time and it's making you salty. Or you started dropping some of the plates and it does not feel good at all. And there's zero way it's sustainable either. Or maybe it's a combo of all three. The first step to fixing this is looking at the numbers, but not like a giant overwhelming spreadsheet or anything like that. Just simple data that is the most important for moving the needle forward in a more supportive way. And that is why I have a free workbook and mini training just for you. It really is super quick, super short, but massively impactful on how you'll be able to make profit-based decisions moving forward in your business. And did I mention it's free? I think I did, but it's worth saying again. You can find it all at bit.ly forward slash plan for profit guide. This will be in the show notes as well, but to get the plan for profit guide, all you have to do is go to bit.ly plan for profit guide, all lowercase, all one word, and you will get instant access and be able to see in a overwhelm free way, what the money makeup is for your business and then use that to make your decisions on your next steps. Okay. on to the episode on this episode of the sell it sister podcast. I am debuting a really fun series that I have wanted to do for quite a long time, which is on air coaching. So over the next few months, you are going to hear me actually coaching people, uh, right. You know, in, in the moment, um, 
no, there was no, no prep, no back end, no, you know, nothing else that I was doing, um, beforehand. It's just the real deal, like on the spot live coaching. And this is something that, you know, if, if you have come to any of my free trainings before, or every now and then I've, uh, hosted like a free hot seat coaching for anyone who, you know, wants to pop on, um, you know, for you, if that's the case, you have seen, um, or experienced yourself, what it's like to be coached by me. But I know that that is certainly not everyone who listens to this podcast, And so I really wanted to do this for two reasons. Uh, First and foremost, I think that hearing other people be coached, even if your business is different, or even if you're not struggling with the exact same problem or issue or challenge, um, that listening to other people be coached is really, really, really valuable because usually what I find happens both in group programs that I've been in and in ones that I am running for my, for my own business. Um, what I find is that often when you're listening to what other people are saying, you're like, I didn't even know that that was something that like I had a question around or, like, oh yeah, I, I actually have like wondered about that too. Or, um, you know, you just, you can glean a lot of really beautifully helpful, um, wisdom from those sessions. Uh, even if it just is the feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who, um, who struggles with that. Right. So it might not even be that the, the response is, you know, perfectly aligned to, what you're dealing with, but it can also just be nice to be like, Oh, thank God. It's not, it's not just me. I'm not the only one who struggles with pricing or marketing or, you know, whatever the, whatever the case might, might be. So that's the first reason. And the second reason is that transparency is really important to me, especially since integrity is one of my core values. So I know that unfortunately in the online business coaching, strategizing, realm, especially as it pertains to sales and marketing. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of times that people get into programs and then they're like, oh, this, this is kind of lackluster and, or this person has an approach that I didn't think they had. And cool. Now I'm like stuck here for the next several months and like not, not super jazzed about it. Right. And so I know that I'm not for everyone, but I wanted to be sure that you got to actually experience secondhand what it would be like to work with me and experience being coached by me. Um, almost like a, you know, like a try before you buy, right. Get like a, like a little test drive. Um, because if you don't resonate with me and my style and my approach, I would rather, you know, before you invest in me, because I really honor all of my clients investments, um, in, in a, in a major way. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's what we are doing here. I'm really excited. Um, I've known Juliana for several years. Uh, we, when I moved a few years ago, I moved away from the town where she and I, um, well, the, the town where she lives is the town where I moved from. And, uh, I would see her out and about all the time and she's just such a lovely person and, um, she's so great at what she does. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Juliana is passionate about teaching children Spanish in an interactive and natural way 
through games, story, and play. The name of her business is The Language Mindset, and you can find her at thelanguagemindset.com or on Instagram at language at just language mindset. So there's no the in there. Um, all of that will be in the show notes too. Uh, if you want to check her out, maybe you have young kids who you have been wanting for them to learn Spanish, definitely check her out. Um, and we also mention the course platform that I currently use for my business, um, called Podia. And so I'm going to be putting my affiliate link in the, uh, in the show notes. So it is an affiliate link. Um, again, in full transparency, meaning if you sign up through that link, uh, I get a little, um, percentage of what you pay per month. You don't have to pay anything extra to me. Podia pays it to me as a thank you, um, for spreading the word about them. Um, but I've been, I've been really happy with it. And if you use the link and you have, you know, any questions or anything, um, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the most tech savvy person or anything. They have beautiful tutorials and great customer service. Um, but yeah, definitely more than happy to chat with you about it. Or even if you're considering it and you're not sure if it's, uh, if it's right for you, definitely reach out. Okay. Now with all of that being said, I hope that you thoroughly enjoy my first ever on-air coaching episode. Hey, Juliana, welcome to the podcast. You are my first ever on-air coaching guest. And I'm so glad it's you because you and I go back a few years and I just yeah. always love talking to you. Yes, we do. We go back when we're living in the same town and now you're a little bit away, far away, but <laughs> it's good to see you virtually. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you have a couple questions that you submitted. One was about getting your programming into preschools. And the other was about you're creating some video content that people can use with their kids and wondering about pricing. So is there one or the other that you want to start with? Um, I think I would like to go with the, with the product I've, um, I think that's an avenue that I've been wanting to do for the past year. And I've been trying to, um, figure out, you know, the, 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 the products I should use, but also like, how do you, how do you even price something like that? You know, do you do memberships? Do you do, you know, you buy one video. So I, I I'd like to go in that Avenue. Yeah. Right there. So tell me a little bit about, um, at least when they're like first up kind of what you are thinking in terms of like, like how many videos will be there. Is it like, um, a series of like small courses where each one focuses on a different thing. Tell me a little bit more. Really? I think I, I would love to have videos that do have a sequence. Um, essentially, I would love to continue to provide something for parents that can't attend virtual classes. And also I'm realizing too that um, if I am doing everything virtually and I'm, I'm there all the time that I, there's a, there's a big audience that I, I, I can't reach cause I can't be everywhere. So, um, I just, to answer your question, I, I, what I've started to do is, um, story time and I'm, it's actually a free event for people to just be able to like learn about me and trust me. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be fun to have, you know, maybe like a series of, of books. Like I'm doing, you know, the book, um, if you give a mouse a cookie. Oh yeah. 
Okay, so they have all different ones. Like if you give a dog a donut, if you give a moose a muffin. So like that could be a cool thing to do in a series of like, this is a series of four books where it's a recorded story time that they can just like, it's almost like Spanish TV, you know? Yeah. Play it and and I'm doing the story time. So that could be, I, I think ideally Erica, like doing a series would would create more of a community, right? Mm-hmm. Than just like a one-off thing. Yeah, absolutely. And remind me again right now for your regular class programming, like how much it, it costs and sort of like how long they are working with you for. So how much is per class or how much it is or how, what like my, my customers, how long they've been with me? Mm, I would say maybe like more like per, per class and like how long is each class. Okay. So each class is, it's about a half hour, half, half hour, 35 minutes or so, maybe 40 tops. Um, mm-hmm. and they range from 1850 per kid to 29 or $30 for a class. And that goes from virtual. So that's the span from virtual all the way to in-person class, in-person classes that are like on a farm, a place that I uh, like well, yeah. or something. So those were, um, that goes up a bit and also being in person, the, the rate goes up in that way. So from 18 to like 30. Gotcha. And is it the ones on the farm? Is that the ones that cost more, like the most? Yep. Okay. And that, and I did that, that was a four week series. And that was the, that was, yeah, that was the most less than package price. Gotcha. Okay. And I know, and what is sort of like the minimum, I know you said that was four weeks, but what is the minimum that you really like people to like kind of stay with you so that their kids can really learn? Um, I would say a minimum is, is eight weeks. My virtual classes are eight weeks. And I feel like that is a good chunk of time to, to get to know me and also the, the, the other students. I would say minimum of eight weeks, but I'll tell you though, like Erica, it's like these, this pricing, like I put this price out for eight weeks and ideally I would love for them to sign for a semester. Like mm-hmm. I would love for them to be like, you know, you're, you're in Spanish for, you know, 12 weeks or 15 weeks like that, that feels, that feels great. But I have to get over that idea of like, wow, that's, that's a big chunk of money, but it's, I, it's the mindset thing I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it's not it, the value of, of the Spanish is fantastic. So, um, so yeah, answer your question. I, I think like a 12 week would be fantastic, like to have them immersed because I find that after four weeks, even on the farm, I was like, these guys, the kids are finally just getting to know each other and feel comfortable with each other. Like we just started getting our group at four weeks. So yeah, 12 yeah. Weeks would be great. A minimum. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and do you feel like for your parents who are the ones that are like, really like your best fit clients, like they understand the value, they're happy to pay for it. They keep their kids in for a longer time. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Do you kind of like get the sense that they would rather like pay once, maybe like a slightly larger amount, but then just have access to the courses forever and like not have to worry about paying again or to have sort of more of that like monthly subscription fee? It's a great question. I don't, 
I don't know. I, um, okay. Well, actually I, I do have one piece of evidence of that. I think I had my classes at like four weeks and I started to extend it so that they would pay at an eight weeks. So it, I started to grow that. And I actually asked them, I said, would you prefer, I said something like, would you prefer to pay every four weeks or do you want to pay for an eight, for eight weeks? And I didn't, <clears throat> a lot of them were like, well, we're fine with paying for the eight weeks for the larger sum at a time. Um, and I think I had maybe a couple that were like, we prefer, you know, smaller chunks and that was fine. So I accommodated that. But for the majority, I think that they were comfortable with the, with the bigger span of time. Gotcha. Okay. And not that you ever have to like, only do what they want. But I, I think if there's, you know, if you're, if you're sort of 50, 50, either way on like what you want to do, it can be helpful to think in terms of like what, you know, what they might gravitate towards instead. Um, Mm -hmm. cause sometimes what happens with memberships is it can cause the person running it to feel like, I have to just constantly be pumping out new content. And if you're in a busy season and it's not happening, like it can just, it's, it's not to say that all memberships have to have fresh content every month, but it can just start to feel like, ah, like this is like overwhelming. Um, and also sometimes what happens is like, people will be like reviewing their monthly expenses and be like, what are all these, you know, like what can we cut from here? You know? And then it's like all these little, like kind of lower cost memberships, like a lot of times will get cut when those things happen, not always, and not for every person and not for every like entrepreneur, but it's just something that can happen. For instance, like at the beginning of COVID and like when it started to look like things were going to be sticking around more long-term, um, people started like panic canceling, subscriptions to things. Um, and I know that like this was happening to other, like other entrepreneurs and my friend Kendra, who I know, you know, who I like, um, who also lives in, in Boston Spa, like she's my client and she just does courses and they're really to a lot of the same demographic as you. And it was, she was like, see, this is partly why, like, I don't, I just don't want to have a membership because like it can be, um, it can be hard with like attrition and and things like that. There's obviously benefits, but it's just, there are some other things that like, uh, are downsides because she like, yes, maybe, you know, she's theoretically leaving money on the table, like I'm putting that in air quotes, but on the flip side is like, she doesn't have to worry about like maintaining people's, um, like constant subscriptions and like, there's always natural like churn and and attrition and stuff that come into, to memberships. So, um, so yeah. So I think if you had them as like mini courses that were bundled, like if you just started to put some of them, uh, some of them out there that were like, like for instance, that book series, right. And maybe you have, um, maybe you're just letting people know kind of as you have them like existing people, like, Hey, if you want this, if you want this additional for, to do at home, I have this now. Um, and then maybe after you have a certain amount, like maybe that's three, maybe that's five. Uh, or if you ever have other series that are together, like let's say you do, if you give a mouse, a cookie series, but then you end up with other book series. Like maybe there's like a Dr. Seuss or like, uh, you know, other things like that. Um, 
where then you could kind of bundle those together. So if a family wanted to get like the read aloud book bundle, they could actually like usually in course software, there's a way in the back end that you can bundle different courses together and people just pay for the one course. And then if you ever had people who like, I don't know, maybe somebody wanted like an all access pass because they were a raving fan and they like really wanted to get them all. Maybe you could always have a bundle that's just for, for everything together. Yeah. I, I like the idea. I, li- I like the idea of not the membership thing, I think sounds good in theory, but I, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not one to be able to keep that consistency. I, yeah. that would make me like feel a little crazy, but I love the idea of like, okay, I've got this idea. I'm going to run with it and do my bundles and then offer like, it just feels like it's less. Um, yeah. It, it just feels like it, my creativity comes in that way. It comes in waves like that. It's not, I can't, I can't, unfortunately can't like, just be like, all right, I got to produce something because you know, the end of the month is coming up and they're going to expect something new. So no, I, I love that idea about the bundles. Um, and two, like thinking of like the seasons, you know, I really like to teach around the season. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. you can have, you know, the, the summer bundle. And if you want like a whole Spanish curriculum for the year, you, you get all four seasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. And I think then you could, you know, if you wanted to do one around, you know, like, like you could also have like holiday, you know, like if you had special programming around like different international holidays and talking about that, like you could have a whole bundle just of, of those, um, different like cultural traditions or different things like that. I think that that would be really cool. And yeah, I think that's where it's really good. Like for some people, memberships work absolutely beautifully and it's, and it's the right fit for them and what they want. Um, but I also think that it's really good to, yeah, to be mindful of like, if you don't want to be trapped into feeling the pressure of content creation. Um, and also the benefit is that like when somebody enrolls, they kind of have lifetime access, meaning like the lifetime of that product, they get access to it. So, yeah. So in terms of pricing, I would say, um, you know, I would think about it more in terms of probably on the higher end, like almost like the value of what you would be kind of having somebody pay for an in-person class, because while you are not there in person, there's also back end stuff that has to be done with courses, right? So you have to pay for the course platform you, they also can access. So again, they can access it again and again and again, anytime they want, if they have more and more kids, they still like, they don't lose access. So they, it's actually quite valuable because it's kind of like, if you buy like a really good, like children's book or children's toy, chances are, if it's high quality, like you're, you're going to keep that thing for a while and you're going to get multiple uses out of it. versus just like a one-time, a one-time use. Oh, that's, I had the complete opposite thought about it, which is beautiful because I'm thinking, oh, well, if it's a video or if it's something that, you know, I had to make it, you know, more accessible or something. And that's a really nice spin on the value of it because you're absolutely right. The, The time it takes to create a video or to create the contact take, the context or content, excuse me, takes a long time. Yeah. Like, um, 
you know, doing this, this, the, the free story time event as a way, I, I just feel like I need to put myself out there more. And, and I'm creating like a mini booklet that goes with that and like little flashcards for them to practice. And that, t- that is taking time. I'm yeah. Like, Whoa. Like as I'm on Canva and I'm making it and it's beautiful. And I want, and I hope that the parents use the booklet and, you know, cause I have audio too. I also record myself. And so that is a, that is a huge you really highlight the, the value of that. And I think that is a really important piece when it comes to me with my pricing. Like it's to really, really objectively look at that. Like this is enormous. The fact that they can get to use it over and over again. It's like buying a DVD. You know, like, yeah. well, I'm, like I'm like, I gotta buy Home Alone because Christmas is coming up. I'm gonna just <laughs> buy it. And if it's 30 bucks, cause you know, whatever, like I'm gonna watch it a bunch for the Christmas season, so. Yeah. And I feel like it's also the kind of thing, like you said, you have that resource. Like, I think it's, it's perfectly, um, it's good and it's smart to have, like, if you have a free resource, like, let's just say, you know, you have a free resource. That's like a series of videos and like downloadable flashcards that a parent could like cut out and laminate, like whatever. Again, like you said, it takes a lot of work on your end, but it can be totally free for them to utilize and they're still going to get value out of it. But then on the flip side, you know, you have your, um, yeah, you have all the time and energy and effort and costs associated with all of that. Cause like, not only do you need to pay for like the course software, but you need to pay for your email software and, you know, in the future, like maybe a virtual assistant who helps you with all of that. So there is a lot, you know, more to it. And, and also anything that we ever create, like we have to think about that. Oh, there's also time and energy that goes into marketing it. And yeah. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, so like, let's just say, you know, if it was like if an individual video, you know, might be, might be less, right. Like it, I'm not necessarily saying that like every single video that you put out has to be like $30, but I would say, you know, whatever you decide on them to be like, maybe like individual, um, sets of, you know, maybe it's like full, like a, the four, like if you give a whatever, like book series, like, let's say it's four videos of you going through that, like maybe that set is like 25 or $30, you know? And, and, um, if it's maybe like a standalone, like kind of more in-depth video where you're really like, rather than just like reading us, like reading stories in Spanish, you're like really teaching through something like maybe that is, you know, $50 or in, and kind of having, you can still have things at different price points. Um, but the flip side is, is also if somebody's only paying $5 for something, especially if they are in your target market already of people who, you know, pay to have their kids go to a farm and learn. And like, it's awesome. Um, they it's, it's likely that they will forget about it because it will just sit kind of like in the digital graveyard because they only paid $5. So like, who cares, you know, you're absolutely right on that. And, and I think that, I mean, and, and it's, it's hard too though, Eric, because you like, you look and you can see what other people are doing in your field, right? Like, how is that woman or how is that man charging that rate, whether it be too high or too low. And it's so crazy because it's, it, it's really, um, it's been a really 
important lesson for me to really break to break out of um I don't know just like the 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 story of like finances in your brain and um and I know that when I see something that is for five dollars I don't I you're absolutely right it it does go in the graveyard Mm -hmm. like those also those freebies sometimes those go in the graveyard it's like so when people put that value and put the money towards it they use it so that's helpful that you're saying this because as I'm you know promoting this free story time thing um I gotta have something ready for them to buy right um because they're gonna enjoy it and they're gonna be like okay this is great like you know let's let's have more of these um yeah yeah and I think that there are you know a lot of parents who are really overwhelmed right now who you know even if they want to be able to spend the time to like sit and read a bunch of stories with their kids at night, just, just can't right now. Um, or they're just so frazzled by the end of the day, but they don't necessarily just want their kids to like be playing iPad games. Right. So I think it's also a way to have like really high quality educational content, um, that like you said, like they can just put it on and, and have that and, you know, be learning and be entertained. Um, and yeah, and I, I think that that is, that is really valuable. And honestly, like, yeah, pricing is always hard. The mindset around pricing is always can be really hard. Um, and also like with other people's businesses, I, I feel like it's just you, like, you never really know, especially if somebody just is selling like $5 resources, like they may have somehow we're able to accumulate a really large audience from other ways so that they're still making a decent amount of money off of like five and $10 resources. Or it could also be that like they are burning themselves out trying to make a living selling five and $10 resources. Yeah. You never know the true story of things. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I feel, I feel excited about this new like venture with, with trying to just promote more um, because it's, it just, it just feels expansive, you know, it feels expansive and it feels, it's, it's fun. It is, it's fun to do this, to create these little videos. And like for the Spanish story time, like I, for Saturday, I've, I already have a nice little group. So it's a nice way for these guys to see kind of, this is what it is. And in a way I'm kind of like testing the waters in a bit, a bit, you know, and, and, um, I just think I do see so much value in that. Like when ki- kids love to read, they just start off reading. So it's like, that's so easy. And the reason I also chose English books is because um, <clears throat> I want to make it like easy for them to go to the store or to, to go to the library and like have the books and then they see the Spanish words. So like, cause it's hard to get, Sp- it's hard to get all Spanish books. Mm-hmm. And it's too overwhelming for, <clears throat> for a four-year-old. Like, yeah. all Spanish. it's like, and for the parents too, right? So, but you did, that was really helpful though. You did, you changed my, my, my concept about like a, a product and you think about the, the law lo- and it's like that long-term thing of it. It's like that product they're going to be able to use over and over again. So mm-hmm. we think live is, you know, uh, those in person, those live classes should be at a certain price, but really, um, 
those products that you can keep using really do have a higher ticket price than I initially thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that will be, I think that will be really cool. And just like a nice add on, even for people who attend, who have their kids attend your classes, but still want some additional like enrichment outside of class time. Absolutely. And a lot of the kids have like little brothers or sisters and um, it's such a great way to, to get the, the kids doing it together. Like one of my students, her little brother is going to come to the story time, but he's not, he doesn't come to my live classes, but like, it's just, it's just building a sense of community, which feels really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, here that's, then I'm going to remember, it's like, it's like buying versus renting. Like, yeah, you money to buy a house, but like you have your house. So it's like, so I think about that. Like if you go on to prime and you rent, um, what was that? What I said, um, home alone, oh, home alone. Uh-huh. Well, you're going to spend four bucks with them. Like, but then you're like, all right, every year you go, you, you rent home alone. So just buy the DVD for 25 or whatever, how much DVDs are going for nowadays, buy yeah. the DVD, have it. So that's going to be my little, I'm making a little note here. That's my home alone analogy. Yeah, exactly. When I I make these prices, because it really is like, uh, it is like a home alone thing. Like you have it and you can use it rather than renting it. It's like that $5 thing is like a renting thing. Mm -hmm. And that's also too, I'm just thinking like looking at the business, looking at the business long-term, like you have to think of it long-term. Like it's not this quick little rental thing. It's like, these are yeah, serious clients and big purchases for people, but I mean like valuable purchases. That's what I mean. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like to, um, also one thing that can be tricky with a membership is if you ever, you know, if, if somebody joins a membership and they want to be utilizing it for lots and lots of months. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want to offer the membership anymore. It's kind of like, well, am I, am I like letting people down because I, I ended up hating this and like somebody wanted to hang with me for, you know, six months and I'm like shutting it all down after three, which isn't to say that, you know, that can't be done, but I just, I think it can add in some complexities and stuff when it's something you know, fully new. If this was in the future and you had a huge catalog of stuff that was yeah. already created right? and you could just enroll people into a monthly membership where they got to use whatever. And it was kind of more managed by maybe like an assistant, like on the tech mm-hmm. and the customer service. Like, I think that is when it perfectly, it's like, oh yeah, it's, there's like a hundred videos in there. Like you now, instead of having, yeah. yeah, instead of having to buy all of them, like, you know, you can just pay a monthly subscription and use whatever you want to. Um, but I think it can be hard when you're like launching and growing and serving a membership all at the same time, it can be really exhausting. Do you have, um, would you, do you suggest a platform that's good for, for these to do videos and stuff? Cause I, I know that you have, um, you have like workshops and things that you can buy. Yeah. Um, so what I use is Podia, which I've been pretty happy with. Um, I've been using them for years. I'll, I can give you a link I have, and I'll also put it in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. Um, I think it gives you could be wrong, but I think it gives you like a little free trial to poke around and see if you like it. Um, but I've been really happy with them. They keep getting better and better. I've been using them. 
I think since 2018. Um, and they are really, their customer service is really good. And they're always like listening to their clients and like for suggested upgrades or anything like that. And so they definitely do like evolve, um, over time. And so, um, so yeah, I I've been happy with them and that's one, but there are others like, um, thinkific and teachable and, um, where you can, do all that. I will say, um, there's also Kajabi, which tends to be on the higher end. Um, I would say that's better if you were like, you know, a lot, like a lot more established as like a course creator and, um, cause it comes with like some higher overhead costs, but yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I'll check out Podia. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've dipped my feet in this pool, you know, trying to create things. I had a, a girlfriend of mine, she was in, um, she's an illustrator. So she was helping me illustrate some stuff. Like I wanted to make like little mini eBooks. She's mm. illustrating my cat and my dog. They were like the main characters. So you'd like oh, go on adventures with the cat and the dog. But I love that. It's so cute. Right. And I just, and I, and for me, it makes me excited to write little mini stories because I've got my little buddy, you know, my little dog, Miho and my cat Dean. It's just as exciting. Um, so that's something too. That I think I would love to find like an illustrator to have like mm-hmm. an illustrator to be able to just make this cool content. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I know we're, um, like basically at time, but I, my thought for, um, for you with the preschools is, were you thinking more like the more formal, like head start or like private preschools, private preschools. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, I, I, when I first, so my business is a year, two and a half years old. And when I first started, I was just like, here's the, here's a Spanish program. Let's see if we can have it supported by families. I, I got a lot of pre-Ks. I feel like it's the same kind of story of like, we're a little too busy. So I don't know. Um, I, I do have right now, I have two fantastic preschools I'm working with. Um, and they actually, the school's paying it, which is which is awesome because having to have like a vote with the families, whether mm-hmm. this program comes or not, is just for me felt like a moral like quandary. Didn't feel it didn't feel right. And it just yeah. it was just like a little too messy. So, do you know um, Aaron Harris of Wing Road Farm? I'm- yes, that's where I go. Is she- okay, I thought so. Yeah, okay, I thought so. She's amazing. She's sure. the best. She 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 is she is such a phenomenal person, but an incredible teacher. Like, yeah. I mean, that is like a true farm school. So she, so she found out. Yeah. So I have her son as a student, but she, yeah, she was one of the schools. I was like, we want your program. And so I go there once a month um, and it goes by fast, but that's been kind of like, it kind of took that format, which is interesting. I used to go weekly to another school, but um we had some new parents that just didn't know me and I understand. And this just didn't, they just were like, oh, like, we can't afford it. It's just like a, you know, we don't even know you. And it's not like we didn't know you, but it's just like, we're new to preschool and it's already. Yeah, good. totally. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't really know where I'm at with the preschool right now. Yeah. I would say, um, and again, I think that this kind of comes down to, Again, sort of that like ideal client, like thinking about that ideal client and like 
thinking about, um, you know, like where, where would their kids potentially be going to preschool? And is it the kind of preschool where like the school pays for it themselves or the parents are like happy to have, you know, or, or like kind of thinking about it in that sort of a, a way. Um, or even like, if there are people who are homeschooling now where it's like, if they, like we used to do this with somebody else, like right in town at the library, somebody would come and we would, we set up a class once a week. And it was, it made sense for the teacher because it was, you know, a one-to-many style teaching arrangement. So she could make more money like in the hour. Um, and I know more and more people are sticking with like homeschooling or like hybrid schooling and stuff now. So that might be an option, but like, and and I feel like sort of just to, to kind of like wrap up the conversation around pricing is, um, and, th- and this is something like I have to remind myself all the time too, uh, because in a perfect world, like I would help everybody like if I could, um, is that the more you can sell your paid surf- services to people who don't have to be convinced like in the value of it, it actually creates this like room in your schedule and this like expansiveness to be able to create high value free resources for the people who truly can't Mm. afford you. Right. So if if, like preschool and, and like, listen, my my kid never went to preschool because I was like working. My husband was deployed. Like I just needed him to go to daycare. And even that was a stretch. Cause I was like, I can't have him go to preschool and then afford like essentially a nanny that would pick him up from preschool while I'm working. Like that was not in the financial cards then. So like he never went to preschool. Um, so I totally get that. Like preschool can be a huge financial stretch for some parents. Right. But then there are also, you know, cause I know like I used to live where you live, like there's the Montessori, there's the Waldorf, there's, you know, yeah. like those, those people are paying like five figures a year uh, yeah. to send their kids to school. Yeah. So they, they, you know, have the means and the resources and, you know, to pay whatever your rate is. And in that it, ensures that because you are getting compensated well for your value and your time, you actually have more time to create free and low cost content for other people. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because time, your, your energy is so important. Um, yeah. it's so, 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 so important. I just had a, I, I, at preschool, I, they were interested in the program and I, you know, gave them my rate and stuff and they're just like, it's not, and it's fine that it didn't work out. But I thought to myself, in the back of my head, I thought, you know what, that actually would have been a really, really, really big time commitment. Mm-hmm. A very big time commitment. Yeah, a very big time commitment that, that I know would have, yeah, probably sucked um, more, just taking more energy that I could, like you said, to give to this new thing, this adapt, this endeavor, right with products. I just think mm-hmm. products would just be, I just think it would be really fun. And it excites me. Yeah. So, That's good. I always encourage people to like go after what feels exciting. Cause that, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Cool. So okay. how's that? You feel good? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. No, it's, it, it's, it's, I feel like I've, the past couple of days I've been having a lot of money conversations with people. Yeah. And it's been a, like a little, like, ah, oh, a little, little tiring. So it was, it's just, 
you're encouraging and it was helpful to see it in a different perspective. And, and um, again, I'm just gonna look at this, you know, this idea of this buy rent thing and, and um, the value. But yeah, t time is precious. So I've, I've been learning to say no, though. I have, I have definitely learned to say no. That's good. That's that good. Client, so yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard though. It's all, it's all a learning. It's all a learning experience for sure. So yeah. Well, this was super, super fun. Thank you so much. And, um, I will get you that link to Podia and put it in the show notes too. Thank you. So good seeing you. You're doing such awesome stuff. I love seeing Thank you. And you, you as well. You as well. Thank you. Okay. All right. Take care. Yeah. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.